Okay, let's bring up Phil's case. This is a 76-year-old female who presented with a large breast mass, which had caused contracture and some slight breakdown of the skin. And at the time of presentation, she was also experiencing new onset of back discomfort. The patient and her family were very much in mourning that she had just lost a 46-year-old daughter to lung cancer, and she had spent a good part of the last several years caring for that daughter. Can you talk more about what you learned about this? The daughters brought her in, and when I first met the patient, there was a room full of people. Daughters come in from town, checking up on mom, and mom had some back pain, and they were helping out and saw that there was a lot more going on here. What was her lifestyle and her family situation? Who was she living with? She was living by herself. Several of her children lived out of town, but they were all very close, and it was obviously a tight-knit group who, just for jobs and whatever, had relocated to different places. And what kind of condition was she in in terms of comorbidities? She was in very good health otherwise. No other big medical problems. And we actually ended up doing a cardiac workup, assessing her cardiac status. And she had an excellent ejection fraction. She was otherwise quite active. And What happened to her husband? He had died several years ago. And so this is a horrendous, horrible situation that she'd gone through with her daughter very recently. Absolutely still in mourning. What was her state of mind? She was looking at this as the end of her life, and just, I've buried a child, and I really don't have a whole lot of reason to continue. You want to continue on? So she had a breast biopsy, and that revealed an infiltrating lobular tumor, which was ER as well as PR positive, and strongly overexpressed her too. She had a calcium of 12. She had a metastatic evaluation that showed extensive involvement of the thoracic and lumbar spine, but on physical exam, she had no evidence of cord compression. And again, any bone pain? She had significant bone pain. But the bone pain was actually one of the things that prompted the family to... Where was she having pain? In the thoracic spine. So pretty localized area. Yes. Okay. Melody, what would you be thinking? What did the CAT scan show? Her metastatic workup showed only disease in the thoracic and lumbar spine, for which she was only having symptoms in the thoracic spine, but no long-track symptoms at all. And... The pain was by no means debilitating. It was more of a nuisance what she brought to her family or what her family had noticed. And did she have an MRI of the T-spine, L-spine? Yes, yes. And that showed extensive disease in thoracic and lumbar spine, but no evidence of cord compression. Melody? Well, we're certainly going to give her some selidronate mm-hmm. for her hypercalcemia. She has no visceral crisis going on. And so I think this is a patient where you could potentially use... In this case, I would go with trastuzumab plus a hormone manipulation. Which hormone? I think whichever one you wanted to do would be fine. Frankie? So first thing is unusual that she's ILC and HER2 positive. Is it a pleomorphic variant? Is it a clear cell variant? I actually went back to the pathology and checked on that. and It's a tubulolobular. It's one of those that's right at the takeoff before it becomes a lobule and before it becomes a duct. It's basically a transvestite, right? <laughs> I think that's so. the variant yes. that does that. Yeah, yeah it's the yeah. tubulolobular type of thing, yeah, because it's so unusual for an invasive lobular. Yeah. And did you have any quantification of the ER and the PR? Was it? I don't have that, but it was felt to be strongly positive. Okay. So I agree 100% with Melody, although I don't think I would use fulvastrant up front, although it is a way to get around the compliance issue. Absolutely. But I think, yeah, in this situation, as long as you've got a good handle on the back, that's the only thing that's worrying me. Does she have areas of impending compression or a little area where she's got something, you know, coming out epidural, but it's not there? Well, actually, that was my concern also. And 
So I see her in a clinic that would have been somewhat of a hardship for people to get her to radiation therapy, and she did have people that were going to be around and attentive to her, and her physical exam was, she was ambulating fine, really didn't have any sensory deficits at all. So at that point, we did give her Zometa and Arimidex and Herceptin, and she's doing beautifully. Her pain's resolved. She's actually not on any analgesic at all right now. She had no radiation therapy and her pain's resolved. She had no radiation therapy, right. I think, you know, with this woman in mourning, I mean, that's exactly the right thing to do, even if she weren't, because this has very little impact on her life and she can continue to heal. I'm going to try to make a guess. I don't know if this is true, but I am going to guess that a couple years ago, or pre-tandem, Melody, that you would have used the hormone alone, but maybe I'm wrong. Not for someone with this much disease and with hypercalcemia. How are you approaching that situation? What did you think about the tandem data? Can you maybe kind of capsulize what your take was from that, what the trial looked at, and what your take was? So in tandem, patients with metastatic breast cancer, which was HER2 positive and ER positive, were randomized to an aromatase inhibitor alone versus an aromatase inhibitor plus trastuzumab, and the median duration of remission went from about two and a half months to about five months with the addition of trastuzumab. And I mean, I've heard a number of different takes on that information. The majority opinion seems to be that you need the combination of the two, but I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that you need to look at the patient and, you know, if it's a minimal volume of disease, I would have no problem whatsoever going with a hormone alone. There is a tail on those progression-free survival curves, and some people are going to do just fine with a hormone. This lady's not that situation. She's got a lot going on, and I would feel uncomfortable taking a chance on just using a hormone alone. So we're three months into this, four months into this now. She's fine. Calcium's fine. No pain. And I'm wondering if I'm not asking for trouble by continuing her septum, somebody that's 76 years old, versus just leaving on. What's her ejection fraction? Her ejection fraction was about 60% when we checked, when we started, and I haven't rechecked her. She's due for one now. What do we know about trastuzumab alone in elderly patients in any situation in terms of cardiac risk, or at least Herceptin without chemotherapy, in other words? Right. Herceptin alone, trastuzumab alone, is not associated with a big cardiac risk. But on the other hand, I think you're absolutely right to think about backing off It's just one additional therapy that she may not need at this point in time. You can always reintroduce it. This is not an emergency. The reason I made that guess about you incidentally, because I know how minimalist you are and how palliative you are in your approach to metastatic disease and trying to use the least possible therapy. Because I have heard people say, since this data came out, when I see somebody, even if it's indolent, asymptomatic disease, they're going to get trastuzumab and a hormone. But there are still situations now where you're using the hormone alone, it sounds like, Melody. Right. What's your approach to these patients, Frankie? Yeah, actually, I did see a, a lady, a second opinion from an oncologist down at the med center, and it was a similar thing, except this lady was in her 50s, and actually, I think they had simply lost the HER2 data from her biopsy, and so they didn't realize that. So my thinking is that HER2 is driving this cancer, and so I would like to give as much therapy as I can, making sure that I'm treating the whole patient. I mean, obviously not chemotherapy, but I'd like to address all aspects of the pathogenesis of her illness. And we know that hormones have a role and the trastuzumab has a role, the, the HER2 amplification. So I'd like to, you know, like Bactrim, two crummy drugs makes a good drug and you get a good response. And the data are not great overall, as Melody said, 
But there were some people who did have a good response on that. And so I always tell my patients, you could be the one who wins the lottery. And, you know, we should go for that. I do think your concerns about her cardiac status are well-founded, but you'll be monitoring her very carefully. And then if you have to give her holidays, it was done in the BCIRG trial in the adjuvant setting where we're really going for cure. And we don't seem to have seen any bad effects from that. So I think that's a really great idea. And then the only thing, again, the caveat would be if her blood pressure isn't low, that's the other problem with some of these young women, you know, they run blood pressures of 80 over 60. You cannot put an ACE inhibitor on them. But if her blood pressure is the typical, you know, 120 over 80 or something, see if you could get an ACE inhibitor. Talk with your cardiologist. I'm curious about her psychosocial status at this point. She's had this response but yet she's coming off this tragedy. Where is she at right now? It's actually improving. I saw her a couple weeks ago, and she's brighter. If I had said to her day one, there's nothing more we can do, she would have left and said, okay, fine, it's over. And now she's getting some energy back. What's it like for you to see her and take care of her? This is pretty gratifying. She's had a great response. She hasn't had radiation therapy. There was no big hardship on the family in terms of big schedule juggling to get her back and forth for radiation. And her pain is, she's on no analgesia. Her quality of life's improved dramatically. Do you see her grief and her mourning recovering? Well, we've talked about, you know, just the inequities of life. And we've talked about that a little bit of what she and her family had to go through. But I think in general, she's kind of evolving. Melody? So what happened to her breast? That's much better. The skin lesion. The contracture is still there, but it's less, and the breast tissue itself is much softer, and there's no real nodularity there now. Yeah. Great.